Welcome to the October 21st edition of Silver Screen Previews. Every single week we're here previewing the week's latest and newest releases. So we welcome you to the show. On the other side of the aisle, we welcome back returning co-host Vivian Gold. Welcome back, Vivian. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome, and it's great to see you up. Have you been you've been checking in on the poll as well? You've been checking in on this horror clip battle. What, what do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's fun. I'm a huge horror fan. Very excited for Halloween. So, yeah, it's definitely a fun thing to do. There you go. See, I, I try to keep busy during Halloween month. I just you know because everybody wants to be online. It's, you know, the month's getting colder. Uh, people you know want to be in, indoors more. So, this is the month I try to pull out a little bit more uh, different you know, material, different content on the, on the channel, so as to keep everybody happy as far as the horror community goes. So, uh, welcome once again, Vivian. We're doing three movies. We just saw a clip right there of Black Adam, which is out in theaters today on a wide-release basis. It's uh, PG-13 uh, rated, and of course it stars uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Pierce Brosnan, Viola Davis, uh, Aldous Hodge, and Sarah Shahi. Nearly 5,000 years after, Black Adam is freed from his earthly tomb, ready to unleash his unique form of justice on the modern world. Okay, so this movie is out in wide release. What did you think about it, Vivian? Okay, so... <laughs> uh, my honest opinion is that it was possibly one of the worst movies that I've ever seen. Unfortunately, I hate to, you know, start off like that, but... <laughs> the description that I wanted to hear. That's an analysis I wanted to listen to because you go in-depth and, and just get through all the fluff, get get that stuff out of the way. You go right to it, Vivian. You attack the movie. That's what I want to see, as you always do. So thank you. That's that's a great analysis of the film. I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, you know, was there anything positive about this movie that you liked? Anything? Anything at all? Unfortunately not. Like, I mean, even the effects were, like, not good to me, you know? 
Wow. They looked really corny. And so, I was, yeah. <laughs> didn't even like that. Yeah. I, I was getting so excited. I was looking forward, like, what? She's really going to love this movie? And then, no, she trashes it right away. <laughs> and, and you you know what? You'd, you'd be uh, kind of confused by going to the movie theaters. Like, everybody wants to go watch it. Why? I mean, haven't you seen San Andreas with The Rock? That has more humor than this one, right? I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, I haven't seen that one, actually, but I've seen you know some of his other movies and yeah they definitely have more humor and like this one just didn't need to be as serious as it was you know like <laughs> it definitely needed some humor it would have helped i think well, look i agree with you this is a mindless film zero intelligence a stupid movie the CGI is so numbing that it, it, it you you'd feel better riding on a roller coaster than being on this film honestly it's that bad. Uh, it it kind of blurs any kind of sense of common sense of reality while you're watching this. Like you said, everything is all over the place. Johnson as Black Adam is convincing to an extent, but then you can compare him to any uh, uh, you know '80s '90s Schwarzenegger movie where the guy is completely monotone. Uh, it's just he gives you you know one or three or four word answers, nothing more. You know, hired this guy if he's supposed to be some kind of Egyptian god to learn English so well. Uh, not that I was going to hold that against him, but you know what? It's a superhero. I understand the movie. I understand the concept. Uh, the story itself makes no sense. Uh, why is Black Adam in the middle of this movie losing all his powers? It, that made no sense. It's like, okay, I give up. Here, take all my powers. I'm going to go, uh, you know, swim away into a watery grave. Did that make sense? No. The ending is predictable. There's nothing really to give away. Uh, you know, it's good guy, bad guy, a whole other bunch of other people that I really didn't give a crap uh, about. Uh, Pierce Brosnan is the only other guy that really uh, saved any kind of credibility to the movie because he could only do that. You know, he's got that acting talent A-class list. You know, that's him. It's, it's James Bond. So I could never take anything away from him. He was the only shining spot of the entire movie. Uh, it's easy to see here that they wasted millions and millions of dollars on the effects. It's just too much, too much for the senses. So I give this movie a thumbs down, unfortunately. It was hilarious to me that Pierce Brosnan was even in this movie. I was like, yeah. why is he in this movie? Uh, yeah, and it's not like they've tried to like get him for superhero movies. I think he just took the paycheck, which I don't blame the guy. Uh, but it's just a lousy movie. Uh, terrible. All right, let's move on. Uh, our next film on Silver Screen Previews is Ticket to Paradise, which is a PG-13 rom-com directed by Old Parker. It's in theaters today on a wide-release basis. Uh, it stars George Clooney, uh, Julia Roberts, Caitlin Deaver, Billy Lord, and Maxime Boutier. A divorced couple teams up and travels to Bali to stop their daughter from making the same mistake they made 25 years ago. All right, so here's a clip from Ticket to Paradise out in theaters today, right here on Silver Screen Previews. Let's go. Good old George Clooney, right there, Ticket to Paradise. Uh, all right, Vivian, uh, take us on to your trip, your evaluation of this movie. So for me, this was a romantic comedy that was lacking in charm and in comedy. Like, it just wasn't, I don't know, like, they tried to be funny, as people could see in, in even that one clip. But for me, that the humor, like, failed. And, you know, although the lead's, Julia Roberts and George Clooney are charismatic. You know, I just, the film itself. 
self lap charm and it really just felt like a vehicle for George Clooney and Julia Roberts just like a star vehicle and so like the rest of the plot like involving their daughter and the guy that she was gonna marry it was like really lacking and also it wasn't believable to me you know like there was really a lack of chemistry between their daughter Lily and her love interest and like oh they're getting married but like I just I just didn't believe it at all you didn't buy it at all huh you you didn't buy the chemistry there there was no uh sparks in your mind no it's seemed very like dry and just like yeah yeah I didn't buy it at all so the plot itself and like the premise itself it's like something that we've all seen before where like these two people you know like they hate each other and then like you know by the end we know what happens so like there are just a lot of movies out there like that that are much better that are executed in a much better way and are just much more enjoyable to watch with that kind of premise so also for me it was very like extremely predictable and unoriginal yeah the script and dialogue was full of cliches and like corny quotes (laughs) (laughs) i will say that the setting of the resort in bali like you know that was really beautiful Right. So that was a positive aspect to me. Right. But other than that, I didn't really enjoy the film, so I'm giving it a thumbs down. Thumbs down for uh, Vivian Gold on Ticket to Paradise, uh, PG-13 rated. Look, I'll be honest with you, I disagree with you on this. I thought this was a fun rom-com. Yes, Julia Roberts and George Clooney are kind of like long in the tooth, but I did sense their chemistry. And of course, they've been, you know, in in the game for decades. And you sense that right away with, you know, the way they they set up their one-liners and their dialogue, how they try to, you know, angle it to be funny. And, yeah, look, some of it wasn't funny. Some of it was funny. I thought that the bit where uh, George Clooney gets bitten by, I guess, something, uh, I think it was a shark, right? Or No, the the dolphin. He was bit by the dolphin in the short waters there. Uh, I didn't buy that at all. And I I just thought, well, that wasn't funny. (laughs) But other stuff was. I like how they they tried to hide the rings from the uh, the groom-to-be in order so that (laughs) their daughter wouldn't get married. Uh, only to be discovered later on in Act Number Two that you know she gets really pissed at them, and which, which of course is warranted. I thought that Caitlin Deaver was really a uh, sparkler here. Uh, she's she's on a roll. She's doing like movie after movie. She did uh, Rosalind last week. That was a that was a very good uh, movie. I thought uh, here she continues along with that. She actually overtakes George Clooney and Julia Roberts in the acting ability. Uh, I think here uh, that's what I saw. That's what I kind of like drew onto. Like wait a minute, she's actually acting better than they. Are. Of course, they're the parents, but she gets a lot of the juicier roles since she's the daughter and she's the one to be married. A lot of funny dialogue, yes. It, it works, some of it doesn't. Lovely cinematography, yes. I agree with you 100% on that one, uh, Vivian. Nice story, uh, has good pacing. I thought that uh, in the end, the chemistry uh, works well enough for me to you know, give this movie a thumbs up, barely crossing the border, because, yeah, it, the story is kind of predictable, you would suspect. But still, in the end, you get enough star power here to override any negatives that you would have had. Like, for example, the groom, which nobody cared about. Uh, yeah, so I give it a passing grade 
I think I think Caitlin Deaver was the one who actually drove this movie uh, over the top instead of you know a thumbs down. Thumbs up for uh, Ticket to Paradise. So me and Vivian Gold disagree. So give it a thumbs down. Our uh, next film on silver screen previews is a movie that I think Vivian's been waiting for forever. Uh, why you may say she loves vampire? Is there any any anything why uh, any reason why you love vampire movies so much, Vivian? Please explain to us. I like um, more classic vampire movies, though, like in the vein of Dracula. Like not, I, of course, I love Dracula, like the classic itself. Right. But then other ones that are like more similar to that. And, like, with the Victorian setting or, like, you know, interview with the vampire. Right. Like, I like the the, the vampire period pieces. Because I like period pieces and vampires. <laughs> so, together, it's great. Well, this might be something up your alley. Our next and final film tonight on Silver Screen Previews is something called Slayers. It's an R-rated action comedy uh, horror film directed by K. Asher Levin. It's in theaters on a limited release basis today. You can also catch it on streaming services, Vudu, and iTunes today as well. Thomas Jane is in this. Abigail Breslin and Malin Ackerman. A group of influencers enter a reclusive billionaire's mansion only to find themselves trapped in the lair of an evil vampire. Okay, so this is the uh, this is a clip from Slayers right here on Silver Screen Previews. The uh, threatening in a comedic way, uh, Thomas Jane in this movie called Slayers. Okay, Vivian, take your uh, take your fangs into this one. That was corny. I know. <laughs> Go ahead. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah, so this was obviously in the horror comedy genre, and yes, it was very campy, and I can appreciate some good camp mm-hmm. when it's done well, but uh, for me, this was campy in a bad way, mm-hmm. and like very uninspired, and you know, it tries to be satirical with like the uh, social media commentary but it kind of fails there like I feel like it's too heavy handed with the social media commentary like it's almost too much like I get that it's like sort of like making fun of like the whole social media culture (laughs) but yeah it's just it's kind of like what we're doing today yeah it's just like it's just too much yeah it overpowers everything else basically I thought that the production itself was done in sort of like an amateurish way it was extremely predictable for me from the beginning the soundtrack also i will say that the soundtrack was very distracting for me yes very good point yes yeah it took away from the film rather than contributing to it and i get it was like it was trying to have like all these like trendy like (laughs) trendy music and like you know make a commentary about how Mm. um know these young people like that's the kind of music they listen to and what they play on their social media but whatever like i didn't like that uh so about after the first 30 minutes or so the film sort of lost my interest and yeah i know this might be surprising because i do sort of favor vampire films but not, not all of them like i said Right. So, yeah. So, for me, this is unfortunately a thumbs down for Mm. Slayers. Wow. This is a first. The first vampire movie that Vivian Gold is disagreeing with. This is a shocker. I thought you would be into this. I'd be like, I can't wait to see her. Her such a positive review for this movie, and all of a sudden, yeah. You get a I mean, based on the premise, I when I read like the premise and I saw the trailer, I thought 
like, but after actually watching it, I was like not into it. I disagree with you. You know what? Look, I understand it's a B-level comedy horror thing. I like that kind of thing. You know, some people it works, some people it doesn't. For me, it works uh, only because of Thomas Jane. I think his character was so important to this movie to keep it on a grounded level. Uh, psychologically when you're viewing this that it evens out all the other crappy characters that are in this uh, who are not named uh, Malin Ackerman. She does a great job here as the uh, evil vampire queen. You know, uh, it works as a, as a kind of like a parody, like you said, on, of social media influencers. Uh, the, the music is not necessary here. Uh, it's just over the top, not good. It feels like a video game when they get into the mansion, which uh, you would suspect people start getting off to left and right, and that's to be expected. Malin Ackerman's character does resonate here. She's important to the plot because she's a driving force here. She wants to keep these people in the mansion. She wants to lie to them by uh, injecting this um, this poisonous shot into their into their necks or um, some other form. So that was important. Did it work? Yeah, to a certain extent. Sometimes no. The other guy, Mister Rector, oh, it was a, a total invisible guy. I thought to my end, I'm like this guy really didn't really have a, a part in this movie. Who? Why? Why was why was he involved? It should have just been uh, Malin Ackerman as as the one and only vampire with the rest of the people in the house. You know? Yeah, I think that would have actually worked better, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Why add too many characters? There is such a thing as overexposure of characters or too many characters in a movie. This is one of them. Uh, the gore really starts gradually here, but it's a fun, campy, like you would say, uh, a Vivian uh, story. So in the end, because of Thomas Jane's character, I give this a barely passing grade of a uh, half a thumb, but still it's a thumbs up on my end for Slayers. Vivian Gold, before we get on out of here, give us your social media coordinates. Sure. Follow me on Instagram at Vivian Von Foxy. Beautiful. Vivian, thank you so much for joining us, and we wish you well. We'll talk to you very soon along the way. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. All right, so on behalf of Vivian Gold, I'm Rob Martin. We'll catch you again next Friday right here on Silver Screen Previews, where movies are our middle name. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye, have a great weekend. You too. Thanks.